I started painting when I was five years old. I don't mean your typical childhood paintings. I uh, turned out work at a near professional level. My mother was an artist, so one day she encouraged me to try watercolouring, and from there I took off. I can still picture her reaction when she came over to see how I was faring. She stopped dead behind me, a slight gasp escaping her. Charles, this is... well, it's amazing. How did you do this? She exclaimed, picking it up for a closer look. I shrugged. I hadn't really tried that hard. I just thought of what I wanted to paint, and made it. My mother looked at me with overflowing pride, bringing the painting down to show my father. His reaction was similar. They both gawked at it, and then at me, making me feel slightly embarrassed. They framed the sunset and displayed it in the living room wall. It would soon be joined by hundreds of similar paintings, all made to look like the sky at different times of day. In only a few years, I had achieved more than moderate success selling my paintings. My mother would take them alongside her own work, putting all of the money that she had made off of them into a savings account for me. When I reached high school, my paintings were so realistic that they were often mistaken for photographs. My parents were convinced that this would become a career for me, that I had found my calling early on and would never deviate from it. When I was near graduating, I started to feel the pressure of choosing a school to attend. My parents did their best to let me figure it out on my own, they were more than a little bit disappointed when I told them I wanted to take a year off. However, I continued painting a skyscape each week so that my mother could take them to the gallery. This was all I had to do to keep her off my back. It took little effort on my part. The paintings had become second nature by then. I started to grow tired of only painting the sky. I began experimenting with more textures, darker images, putting people into my art, abstract concepts. The first time I did this openly, my mother snatched it away from me, shocked at what she was looking at. What is this? This is no good. I can't take this to the gallery, she said, giving me an exasperated look. She didn't like the image I had created, a human skull with moss growing on it and roses coming out through the eyes. I grabbed it back from her. Maybe I don't want to sell this one. Maybe I'm doing this one for me. She was miffed at me, thinking that I would ruin my reputation by branching away from my signature style. I kept boxes full of my newest paintings in my room, looking at them with a love I couldn't force myself to feel for the ones that were sold. I started staying in my room more, secretly pouring my heart out into my newest works. The twisted imagery came from feeling that I had literally painted myself into a corner, that I had confined myself by submitting to my mother's will. Hey, bud, um, listen, your, your mother is worried that you might be losing your way. This is how my father decided to greet me as I came down to the breakfast table one morning. I scowled at him. Ugh, can't this wait until I at least get some coffee? I asked him, turning away and grabbing a mug. He chuckled. Ah, oh, come on, kiddo. You know me. I'm not here to lecture you. She's just been talking my ears off saying she's concerned about you. Maybe you can humor her a little? After that, I only became more reclusive. My latest works became even more deranged, more sinister as my bubbling resentment spilled out onto canvas, trading serene soundscapes and classical composers for extreme, metal, and experimental noise bands. The look in my mother's eyes was pure disdain. She couldn't bear to see her painting prodigy turning into a problem child. She handed me constantly, asking why I couldn't see that I was wasting my talents. 
My poor father was constantly playing referee between our bickering, oftentimes resulting in tense dinners and long stretches of silence. Things escalated the day that I ran out of paint. When I asked my mother to bring home more, her eyes lit up maliciously. If you hadn't been wasting them, you would still have plenty! She sneered. I felt my fists curl up. I saw red. You haven't even looked at them! They're beautiful! I snapped back. She laughed at me, turning away. Then I'll get them myself. I want you to give me the money in my account. I'll skip over the fight that ensued. Suffice to say, it was near-apocalyptic in its severity. I was denied my own earnings, denied more paint. I nearly took my door off its hinges when I slammed it shut. Fuming, I paced my tiny room relentlessly and put on the angriest music I could. The sun finally started its descent from the sky. Inspiration struck me as I watched the valley turn into crimson hue. Reinvigorated, I prepared for my next painting. I looked down at my work, completely smitten. I had made it straight from my own being, literally putting my life force into it. It was bleak, morbid, raw. It spoke in a way that none of the others could. My bandaged forearm throbbed in the background, completely drowned out by the joy I felt for my creation. I had a smile plastered on my face as I smugly came down to breakfast the next morning. I wanted to paint the expression on my mother's face. Such delicious rage. The way she bit her lips to keep from shouting at me. So painfully restrained and bursting at the seams to unleash on me. When my father left for work, I went back upstairs, ignoring her entirely, even when she asked what I thought was so funny. My walls were covered in paintings, other artists' work, posters, tapestries but behind them, there were eggshell white. Four blank, sprawling canvases to use. I ripped everything away, tossed it all aside from my newfound obsession. I began working, going deeper than I had last time. A corner of my wall was halfway done when I started to feel extremely light-headed. I had to stop. I went downstairs in the middle of the night to see a pile of paints on the table, a card that expressed a long, overdue apology sat on top. I cackled out loud. What use did I have for them? I had evolved. I had found my true calling. Spitefully, I tossed the card in the trash and left the paints on the table. Over the next year, I had nearly filled up the space on my walls. I barely left my room. When I did, I kept it locked. My parents both tried cornering me to find out why I wasn't even trying to paint anymore. I cold-shouldered both of them, never quite able to keep the ghost of a smile off my face at their stupidity. Many different faces greeted me with their tortured, anguished expressions every time I opened my door. Intertwined and entangled with the thick vegetation around them, they reached their bony hands towards me in desperation. Skeletal remains scattered the ground around the prisoners, serving them as a glimpse into their future. No matter what direction I turned, they seemed to follow my movement. I would spin slowly in the middle of the floor, gazing at all I had done. One night, I finally came to the realisation that I'd forgotten my last piece of canvas. I had a whole ceiling to utilise. I pulled my bandages away, looking at the seeping wounds beneath. Many of the places I had taken from had scarred over, a work of art in themselves. I stood atop a chair, dabbing at my wounds, painting the sky. Before long, the outlines of the sun and moon appeared. Clouds circled them menacingly. I would need to take more. I planned to finish that night. I went deeper than I intended to. The incision gushed endlessly. I scrambled up the chair, trying my best not to waste a single drop. 
The brush scribbled frantically in my shaky hands. I created stars and birds, gave life to angels and demons. The walls began to blur when I was nearly finished. My vision faded in and out, my heartbeat uncomfortably slow. As my head nodded and I lost my grip on the brush, I realized I was falling. It seemed to happen in slow motion. I almost died that night. My father saved my life. He heard the crash of my body falling to the floor. Thankfully, he had been walking by to get to the stairs, or he might not have. After I didn't respond to his calls to see if I was okay, he broke the door down. I can only imagine the confusion and terror he felt when he saw my masterpiece for the first time, the demonic images reaching for my lifeless body, bleeding out on the floor. I was rushed to the hospital where I was saved. The staff was much more concerned with my mental state than anything else. My parents blamed themselves. I didn't. I had unfairly shut them out, and they thought I deserved my space. How could they have known I was doing anything so disturbing? After extensive therapy, I was able to see things clearly again. Some guilt will always remain for my actions, for the pain I caused us all. Moving on was a challenge for each of us in our own ways. The most difficult part for me was learning that my masterpiece was washed away before I returned home. I was never able to see what it looked like when it was finished.